Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part podcast series sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, which celebrates Affiliated Monitors' 15 years in business as the first entity specializing in independent integrity monitoring. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in nearly 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this podcast series sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. For this five-part series of everything you've wanted to know about monitors but were afraid to ask, I'm joined by Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors. This series, we introduce the role of an independent integrity monitor and corporate monitorships, discuss both the pre-settlement and post-resolution monitorships and their different applications. We list out some of the considerations a company should take in hiring a monitor and conclude with costs around monitorships, how to prepare for them and how to keep them reasonable. It is a great primer on independent integrity monitors and corporate monitorships. I know you will enjoy it going forward. In this episode three, we consider the power of a monitorship in the pre-settlement phase of any matter. This podcast series is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode in our five-part exploration of everything you've always wanted to know about monitors but were afraid to ask with Jay Rosen, Mr. Monitors, and Vice President of Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors. Jay, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Tom. Jay, one of the things that has most intrigued me about Affiliated Monitors is the concept of a pre-settlement monitorship. And in many ways, I found this to be uh, perhaps not a more powerful tool than the post-resolution monitorship, but certainly an equally powerful tool. So I wanted to really explore this in a little bit depth today to see if we can tease out why it can be such a powerful tool to uh, a corporation, to an individual, to an agency, to a group of prosecutors, literally a wide variety of stakeholders. And I know one of the things that uh, your colleague Eric Feldman talks about is culture, culture assessment. And so I was wondering if we might start with really the cultural assessment component of a pre-settlement monitorship and really ask you to, to take a little bit deeper dive to, to, so we can understand why it is such a powerful tool. Yeah, I, I think it's a great question, Tom. And I think culture has been on everybody's mind uh, just recently with the new uh, corporate uh, evaluation program. Uh, taking a look at that document, I believe culture is uh, mentioned somewhere between uh, over 15 and 20 times. So when we talk about a proactive monitorship, this is something that can help an organization not only to assess where they might be at this point in time, 
but also to create a roadmap to improve and strengthen their culture of compliance and ethics going forward. Um, a, a one reason for performing a pre-settlement monitorship might be when a company wants to explicitly demonstrate its due diligence to law enforcement or regulators should something occur in the future that would result in an action against the company. So a lot of times uh, the regulators are looking not only does the company have an ethics and compliance program, but they actually want to dig a little bit deeper and find out how effective is that program. And I think that's where Eric sees the power here and this preemptive monitorship to get in there and really take a look at what makes a company's program tick and can there be demonstrative measures of its success. Jay, it, it really strikes me hearing you describe that, that it also could be seen as really a market differentiator if you considered stakeholders uh, such as other corporations, businesses, clients, customers, or a wide variety of others beyond simply a regulatory body. Would would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, part of this, uh, it, like you said, Tom, is that companies that follow this uh, prescription are putting themselves in a much better position that if they ever have to go to a regulator, they can say, while we found a situation, we began to uh, remediate consecutively along. We have isolated this uh, infraction to a specific part of the company. We've uh, found the controls. We've tested them. We've righted the ship. And uh, my crude way of saying this is when you're on a first date, you only get one chance to make a good impression. So if you have done this work ahead of time and you approach the regulator, you come to the table uh, in a much stronger position because you've taken action, you've recognized what needs to be done, and you've shown the regulator that you're serious about moving forward. Jay, you're aware of the Benchkowski memo, which was released in October of 2018. And one of the things that about the Benchkowski memo, certainly that uh, Eric Feldman talks about, is it gives a company an opportunity to take some very concrete steps uh, to avoid a <clears throat> post-resolution monitorship. And so I was wondering if you might give a few thoughts about uh, how a, a pre-settlement monitorship could be used literally as a preemptive strike uh, to avoid uh, uh, additional uh, requirements after a resolution with uh, the government? Sure. So as we've been talking about how we approach things at Affiliated Monitors, in the past we've had instances where companies are subject to an action with one level of the government, for example, say the U.S. Attorney's Office in an area of the country. And we can use this pre-settlement monitorship to uh, help our client to avoid being suspended or debarred by the federal government and from participating in future federal government contracts. The pre-settlement monitorship performs a complete review, then makes recommendations for remediations. This has led in the past to positive resolution with the government in the form of either declining a suspension or debarment action. So Jay, if I could turn now from really a regulatory focus to uh, a little bit more of a business focus. And I want to specifically ask you to uh, consider utilizing a pre-settlement monitorship in a mergers and acquisition context. One of the things the Department of Justice 
as communicated to us quite clearly is they expect a much more robust pre-acquisition series of steps by a company. I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on how a pre-acquisition monitorship could be utilized as a due diligence tool uh, to satisfy this DOJ requirement. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Tom. Um, We've had situations where companies will, as part of the merger and acquisition, pre-acquisition due diligence process, bring us on as an independent third-party monitor to not only look at the target company, but to ensure, in fact, that the target company has a robust ethics and compliance posture and that corporate ethical culture will be able to be integrated fully into the organization when that occurs. And once again, this scenario speaks to the breadth and the scope of pre-settlement monitorships as a tool. So we've reported uh, a lot uh, on this week in the FCPA where we've seen a company uh, acquire a target company, but not really having done that due diligence. And at that point, when you move forward, you now own that company. So if there's anything untoward that happens, that is now your FCPA violation. So again, where we're using the preemptive power here is if you go in and you find that there's something amiss in the target company, You have a couple options. You can retrade that deal and put some of that purchase price aside for the remediation that you would need moving forward. Or at sometimes the deal blows up. But either way, you're in a much stronger position because by using this preemptive monitorship, you now have information upon which you can take action. One of the things that uh, conceptually many compliance practitioners are aware of are the three prongs of a compliance program, which, of course, are prevent, detect, and remediate. And uh, utilizing kind of those three prongs, do you see uh, a the monitorship, and more, more specifically the pre-settlement monitorship, really moving uh, from a simple remediation to not only a detection, but actually a prevention or even a proscription uh, so that an issue does not become a full-fledged uh, violation of law? Yeah, I I think that's a a great point, Tom. And, um, you know, through the pre-settlement monitorship, this tool not only becomes proactive, but as you just said, it is prescriptive and you can use it as an ongoing monitor solution. It's even more powerful because of, as we discussed previously, the independent nature of the monitor, which brings an unbiased eye to the compliance program. And in all these scenarios, whether it's an internal cultural assessment, a preventive strike, or M&A due diligence, it's critical that a monitor bring real value through the monitorship process. The monitor should provide insights by employing a variety of investigative techniques, including interviews, document reviews, and forensic auditing. All of these can provide solid information to not only the chief compliance officer, but also the leadership of the organization. Well, Jay, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I've been visiting today with uh, Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow in Part 4, where we take a look at some considerations when hiring a monitor. Jay, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for Part 4, where we discuss considerations when hiring a monitor. 
For additional reading, see Jay Rosen's article, What is the Power of a Pre-Settlement Monitorship on Corporate Compliance Insights? Finally, for more information on affiliated monitors, visit their website. We've linked to both Jay's article and the website in the show notes. This special five-part podcast series is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.